All right. So shout out to Japanese food in Manhattan. This is another episode of Faces the Podcast with Michael E. Wilson Jr., a.k.a. The Real Mike Wilson. And I am here with... JB, the host of the Young Whippersnapper Podcast. What's going on, beloveds? <laughs> so in Faces the Podcast, we unpack my book, Faces, by Michael E. Wilson Jr., which you will hear directly in the episode. So you don't have to cop it, but you should, because people need money. That's um, <laughs> But we will be talking today about, uh, I think one of my my favorite story is 11th person mm. uh, 11th person is a story about a random encounter i had on the train with a young lady mm. and what she essentially spilled the beans the tea of her life to me i was the 11th person she spoke to on the train about a situation she was going through and we're going to talk to jb today about it jb what's going on with you what's going on beloved how you doing i'm chilling man I'm chilling all as well yeah good to see you handsome it's ridiculous. This guy has one of the most beautiful shirts on right now, and it's just it's just melting to his body. Wow, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, very good shirt. His, um, ladies, the swag is tremendous. What's going on? I mean, I, I thank you, thank you. Ladies. You're always super extra. Anyway, so eleventh <laughs> uh, person, yo, I love this one. Okay, um, can relate to it. Um, well, speaking of relating, so I wanted to ask, so you know, I like to ask, have there been a moment where you had something like this happen to you where a stranger came to you and just was like, here's my life? Yeah, and I just had to just be like, miss, you can't make yourself miserable for somebody else's happiness. Mm. That, yeah, that's straightforward. <laughs> I hope that was, I hope that's a direct quote. You just walked away. <laughs> just dropped the mic. That's like, it. Like, yeah. Like, and then it, it, there's a couple of things. When you hear the story, like if I have never, I've never been in abuse. I've never put somebody in an abuse. Um, like an abusive situation. An abusive situation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess trigger warning for those who uh, find the mention of abuse, um, what's the word, bothersome or triggering, essentially. Uh, this story does mention this. The young lady did talk to me about particular abuse. But please continue, JB. I just wanted to give that late trigger warning. You know what I mean? But, um... Yeah, it's definitely different. There's definitely some things in there I'm going to tap on, but I want you guys to hear it out. Um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to let them hear it. Okay, perfect. So this is the 11th person. 11th person. Jade appeared small and kind. She had big piercing eyes that whispered, help me. I was the 11th person she spoke to on her train ride home. She spoke to me because I have that face. It's that face that people assume is always looking for a story. I am, in fact, always searching for one. I want to someday write of a hero or heroine. I want to capture the spirit of a person in peril who rises up against their own fears and doubts. I want to write my own Hamilton. But Jay didn't know I was a writer. To her, I was but an ear. It was an early afternoon. I left the office two hours earlier than usual. The day slowed down with the pandemic looming over us. What used to be unfriendly faces rushing for open seats were now masked, masked voiders. Everyone avoided eye contact of all sorts. Eye contact, physical contact, and with half of our faces covered, emotional. A jade sat beside me. I remember being preoccupied with a game on my phone. Nothing memorable. It lasted a week before I replaced it with my regular resolution to read at least one book a month. My preoccupation with the game did not deter jade at all. She turned to me, mask falling down her tiny face, and asked if she could ask me a question. She began before I could answer. While on vacation with her daughter and her fiancé, the latter struck her. 
It was a Yuju jackass bit about her cheating on him. I never cheated on him. Jay made it clear that she never cheated as if the attack was entirely unfounded on the notion that it was the proper response to cheating. I made sure to inform her that no abuse, no matter the offense, is acceptable in any relationship. She passed over my two cents like death over Mark Doris. I believe it was a trip to Vegas that Jay took with her family and soon to be husband. Her parents had witnessed some forms of abuse firsthand. She didn't share their opinion on the matter. It is just occurring to me that they may have not been supportive of her decision to leave him. Perhaps it was something for Mally to not call off the ceremony. Whatever it may be, Jade was definitely in a bind. Her fiance, a liberal arts major turned college dropout, was six years her junior. He was a young man drenched in poverty who came from a dysfunctional family. Jay could see his potential. Mid-30s medical practitioner, she wanted to give him the opportunities he never had. In a world where one is only as good as their socioeconomical standing, Jade saw a man who could do whatever he put his mind to. According to Jade, his potential was limitless. The pair couldn't be more different. Jade was an introverted professional. Her fiancé liked to party and hang out late. Jade was a highly educated, plainly dressed, small-framed woman. Her fiancé was an average-height, muscular, dark man who wore flamboyant sneakers and neon shirts. I imagine the two meeting at a pass one evening, Jade looking over a highway, thinking about something serious, something mysterious. Her 2B fiancé walking over to her and providing her with the companionship she desperately desired. A simple meeting of two opposing worlds crossing their paths. Are not all possibilities possible? Jay wanted more than my opinion. She needed my phone to contact her fiancé. Her phone, mind you, was in perfect working order. The issue was that her fiancé felt no responsibility in answering her text or calls. He evidently decided that he was done with her. Jay didn't seem to get the message. I pleaded with Jay to take the opportunity and leave the group. Jay was sure he would answer me. Evidently, she didn't know that black people do not answer unknown numbers. It's an unwritten rule like arriving two hours late to a party or not eating just anybody's potato salad. Jade apparently was not acclimated to black culture. Her fiance did her no justice. What bothered me about Jade was her obvious suffering. She hadn't the courage to leave her abuser. I can't imagine the complexities of loving and hating someone at the same exact time. The dichotomy of emotions that exist in abusive relationships baffles me. The idea that one might be deserving of their torment, the internal judge, delivering a verdict of, you deserve to be treated like shit. I only hope that in the end, Jade chose herself. Jade exits the train with me. Walking beside her, she looks so helpless. Then, short with big begging eyes, she over asked me to bring her home with me. Recognizing the scheme, I politely state that we were headed in opposite directions, and that she started the process of removing her parasitic fiancé from her life. She regretfully obliged. I looked back, watching her small frame fade into the crowd. Jay wasn't ready to leave me or her fiancé. What could I do? Besides, I was just the 11th person she spoke to that day. Fucking say no goddamn subway therapy, nigga. The MTA ain't giving out checks up for this shit. That's why I got me a fucking car. I swear, you got to keep the uh, the the microphone running when you work with Jermaine. <laughs> <laughs> you, could you repeat the the face thing? Because I think that's yeah. Because I'm like I'm like I've had definitely had someone said you just got that face that I could just talk to. Mm. What fucking face is that? <laughs> Show me a fucking emoji that has that face. Uh, or a, a well, human being. Yeah. No. Is it like, hey, talk to me. I don't have that fucking face, man. I, I think when people say that, they're trying to say that you look approachable. 
Listen. Yeah. When I'm on, when, this is why I bought a car because when I'm in a fucking subway, leave me alone. <laughs> the MTA is not giving out therapy checks. Yeah. Keep your fuck. Listen. God bless everybody to ride the subway, but keep your shit to yourself. With that said, that was the 11th person, and that was JB making it very clear. This was a public service announcement that if you uh, are on a train and you feel like you need to talk to somebody, don't let it be him. <laughs> Faxy. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the 11th person. Um, so, your general thoughts of the story first. COVID time definitely brought some strange people out. Mm. That's definitely facts. Um, Jay or Jen? What's it, what, it was Jay or Jen? I feel like I named her Jade. Am Jane, I, Jane, Jade, okay. J J A D E. Um, let me double check. I think she's Jade. Seemed like it. It, it definitely seemed what a couple of things that that it seemed like she was just pulling somebody with her. Yeah, Jade. It's the first word. Jade. Jade. <laughs> Sorry. She was pulling somebody Jade. with her. What do you mean? A couple of things. She wanted to give him opportunities he's never had. Yeah, so she was dating a black guy who was a little bit younger than her. Mm-hmm. Who she showed me pictures. Um, so you know, we have a coworker uh, named Dom who's super dope. Love okay. the dude, such a sweet guy. But think of the way he dresses, right? Okay. He has a very fashionable look to him, and right. that's, that's a compliment, Dom. I'm not trying to play. I'm not like the people right. in that office. They, they, be trying to, they, be, they stay trying to cut on him. Right. Um, but Jay dressed like. The complete opposite of that, right? Like, they, they were such a contrast. It was ridiculous. Mm. Not to mention, um, so this particular gentleman that she was with, apparently, uh, he didn't have a degree. I think he wasn't working, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, and she's an MD, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, more contrast. And not that, you know, people don't deserve love and everything, but her point was that she thought that because she had certain levels of privilege or certain opportunities, mm-hmm. that she could help the guy out. Um, which was sweet and beautiful, yeah. But you just have to know, yeah, when it's not working and when not to invest so much. Yes, yes. Literally, it, it became one of those things where I think she's trying to build a man, essentially. Nah, yeah. I ain't gonna hold you, ladies. Sometimes you can't build a man. I mean, you can't build a person. You can't build a... It's just not even the sometimes. If people are who they are, if if people want to grow and change, then yes. But but there should never be an expectation on, hey, you need to be this person for me. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna make, you're gonna, you're gonna waste so much time trying to do that shit. Absolutely. Because what are you doing is trying to change somebody to what you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. You could literally be you and find somebody that's in your lane over there. Yeah, this is like the last episode 2.0. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. Um, be you. And then involved in that, it's almost like she found somebody toxic just to get the poison out, just to make him something good to eat. So, me, I don't know. That's a great That's a great thought. That's an interesting perspective. Because when she was talking to me, I felt not so much that she got someone toxic for that those means mm-hmm. as much as someone was in her life and she was just so afraid of being alone mm. right because i think that often happens to us like something is not working for us for a while and instead of realizing that we're better off on our own we're mm. afraid to be alone mm-hmm. uh, and i think all of us can kind of think of a time where we've done that you mm-hmm. know and, and speaking of my last relationship from the last episode <laughs> Uh, I think there was a little bit of that for me, right? Like, mm-hmm. there was a certain time period in which I knew things were just not going to work. 
but I waited to reach a certain tipping point to make a decision as opposed to being like, okay, this just isn't best for me. Love, and I can see go. this here Correct. at this juncture. Correct. I, and, you know, the fact that I was literally the 11th person she spoke to in the train about it speaks to that. You know, she was so afraid to make that decision, Facts. the decision that she already knew she needed to make. Facts. Yeah. I, I just, like, you, you have to speak to 11 people on the train to get the validation you need to hopefully do what you needed to do. And I'm just yeah. like, man, man, if you if you know what you need to do, do it. Yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't take 11 strangers to do that. And, and then when it came to the abuse part, um, in the story, you said... Uh, the parents had noticed something. So she shared with me, and I remember I, I grilled her to the T about the... Because she had mentioned that he had like hit her or something when she was with her family. Yeah, and I was like, wait, when, when you were with your family? And, and this was in front of your daughter? And then she was like, yeah. And I was like, your parents were there? And she was like, yeah. His and daughter. Like, uh, uh, her daughter. Her she daughter. Has a daughter. Um, outside of their relationship. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, I, had, I was like, did your parents see that? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, what do your parents think of this thing? And I forget what she said, but it was very passive. It was more like a, well, you're going to marry the man. Just marry him type of thing, as opposed to, like, take care of yourself. So she wasn't getting the support she needed from her parents to even leave the relationship. And some people's families are like that. They're like, you said you're going to be a part of this thing. That is what it is. It doesn't matter how you treat you. You're supposed to be a good wife or a good this or a good that. And that's a narrative that many people receive, unfortunately. That is that is a narrative out there. And for some cultures, some families, um, it's, it's ride or die or stay there to the end. Yeah. Um, when it comes to hitting, if somebody went through that in their own family, I know what that mm. does. Um. Like, I had, I had somebody ask me years ago, a female asked me years ago on a different job, like, yo, would you rather hit a female or hit a female or cheat on a female? What? Well, stupid, it's stupid, it's stupid. But this is somebody that, once I got a chance to know, I know she been through some bullshit. In her oh, life. okay, gotcha. All right. You know, so she definitely had her choices of what she preferred. Oh, I understand. That's sad. That's really sad. It's fucked up, but yeah. I, I get what she was coming yeah, from. Yeah. Um, and to me, it was more of like, Hitting hitting scars somebody, yeah, worse than to me, worse than cheating. Cheating. Okay. Um. I had a family member that was that was in a, in, a, in a DV situation, abusive relationship, and wasn't dating. Didn't have a date. Didn't go on a date for about four, for, you know, ten ten plus years. Yeah, almost. it's hard to trust somebody after something like you that. You know, what I mean, it just it breaks, and especially how bad it was during mm-hmm. that time. Sometimes your parents would see it in some cultures, like like the parents in the story, and they won't say nothing. Yeah, but they know when they go when they go home and pillow talk, they're like, "Holy shit, what did yeah. she do?" And you ha- and then as a woman that has a child for herself, you know, you have to that that women, you know, women women with kids always have to take into consideration the men they bring in their life, absolutely, or, or bring yeah. around that child. Unless there's a f- strong... People with kids, right? Because you general, can leave, you can leave a, a man can leave his kid with a woman and she can abuse as well. Absolutely. Right? And that, that is something that happens. Absolutely. And, you know, people these days, the patience is not there. The the, the ability to care for somebody that they don't know is not there like like it used to be. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, the abuse part of it, you know, I hate it, but yeah. it's real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she definitely shared that, and I was like, "I'm gonna need you to leave this relationship, sis." Yeah, right. And and Mike, you're a great person because 
to tell her that is just you being a great person. Well, because you could have been like, hey, stick it out. No, absolutely not. No mistake. You're really going through it. Stick it out. But for you to pass that great advice on was great. It's your boy Lil D, best-selling author, rapper, and hair model, and I'm here to invite you to my literary masterclass. You will learn to write like the greats, from William Shakespeare to Lil Wayne. You can learn the intricacies of storytelling. I will teach you the magic of storytelling through the studies of cinematic and predatory monster Woody Allen and many, many others. When I was a little, little D, all I ever did was watch movies, read books, and contemplate the implications that we live in a violent multiverse experiences no end except to possibly collapse on itself and rip the fabric of existence. I was a beast of Halo 2, too. But now I'm a household name. You might know me from my books. My self-help book, Think Like a D. My memoir, D's Not the Boys You're Looking For. And my latest book, Lord of the D. With my masterclass, you too can learn how to write self-help, memoirs, and plotless fiction intended to inspire. There's no limit to when you write with Lil D. Join my masterclass and become a world-renowned writer today. But you also you said, you know, one thing I def- definitely called him that you said you used to be a gamer. You used to play games on your, you used to play games on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be playing games on my phone. Yeah. And then you, you, you turned into reading a book a, a month. Uh, well, I think the original goal was a book a week, but I think in the story, a book a month was at that point. Yeah, you know I mean, um, just read more frequently. Correct. Well, you know what? Before we talk on that, have you ever been? Have you? Can you give us any experiences on on this story that have you been through, or have you been through? Like a, like a, have you ever like given advice? I definitely given advice to a homeboy, homegirl mm. when it comes to a situation like this. Oh, uh, so, oh, let me think, because I think Mike has, in the past, if uh, he heard anything like that from one of his friends, he was trying to pull up. Um, hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think now I just called the police, but I think in the past I'm like, all right, where are we going? Well, <laughs> my woo woo wasn't the police, but it was a different type of woo woo. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't remember any specific situations, but I do have stories, if not abuse related, fortunately, but I've mm-hmm. had stories of friends, uh, mostly women friends, who had just really shitty, uh, inconsistent partners. And um, they would tell me just about what that relationship looked like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always try to encourage them that, you know, when it comes to self-worth, like recognizing that you deserve a present partner. Um, mm. And that's such a, I want to say, it, it's something that I think people really realize is kind of, like the, the mere fact that the, uh, reportedly we're losing attention span already, right? Right. Um, then with things like social media and dating apps, uh, people have this hyper vigilance on like uh, this idea that there's always somebody else available for you right mm. it's just it's just you know we're, we're so available to each other these days um so people tend to it, it's weird because people tend to stick it out with individuals who they may not be the best for them out of fear of being alone but the irony is that you'll be in a relationship where people are not really present to one another because mm. they know that there's always other options and they're always kind of looking for the other options. Right. And that's the, the cheating and talking to people behind the backs and stuff like that. Uh, I know many people 
uh, who are in uh, open relationships these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know some people are like, really, that's weird. It's what they choose. What the fuck? It's what they choose. Obviously, it's not for you. Language. No, we curse on this shit. Fuck. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> for the people that... You, and it's not for you, and I respect that. But what I find, mm-hmm. which is why I brought it up, is that the the worst situations of like open relationships that I've personally seen, people... And this might need some explanation, but people are cheating on one another in open relationships. And I'm like, you... Because in an open relationship, you can essentially tell your partner, I am interested in A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go do whatever. And they'll be like, all right, cool. Thank you for telling me, because that's what our relationship is based on consent. Right? But I know at least two situations where the partners have betrayed the consent and went and did something with someone else. It's like, it's already something that's okay why wow. couldn't you just tell them that you were doing it yeah, like exactly. literally you that's don't have the, to hide nothing quite literally quite literally so i think that's the interesting thing about um dating i guess modern dating is the idea that there is so much available to people um but people have this thing where it's like they're they're afraid to lose something that's not working and then they're also mm. always looking for something that they don't know how could work so it's just it's strange it's like this huge dichotomy and that's something i'm noticing and that's something i like when friends talk to me about i'm like you deserve to be loved the way you want to be loved or whatever that means mm-hmm. right because you define it Facts. the way i want to be loved is not the way jb wants to be loved Facts. it's different you know how i want um, to be loved ladies <laughs> do they though <laughs> <laughs> give you my little fake denzel training day laugh you know what i'm saying oh that actually yeah. was pretty good you know what i'm saying you know you can pull up on big papa Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was saying some real shit there, man. Can't chase your past. You can't play with your past while looking for your future. Whoa, that's a cool way to put it. Yeah, that sounds cooler. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's how that's how sometimes the cheating get is. You know, you, you playing with your past. Mm. You know that shit ain't right, the past. But the future be looking so juicy. <laughs> yeah, and it just be looking. It's like it's like a good steak. A good steak. A good steak. By, okay. You know what I mean? By, from Peter Lucas. Now, okay. He's a Peter Lucas guy. I got gotcha. you. Know I, mean? I don't yeah. think I've had Peter Lucas yet. What? I'm also not a steak guy, though. So. My God. <laughs> so frustrating. Next episode, we'll shoot in Peter Lucas. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> We're capping. <laughs> We're capping. <laughs> Expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think relationships is just, is just is hard. Um, coming from a mom... You know, single mother of three, and she always taught us, like, if you're going to be in a relationship, it's all about your happiness. Yeah. Um, but one thing I think in, in this story that she that she needed to do was, you know, the the the, the advanced advice would be is to leave that partner and take, take time out to love yourself. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you're able to love yourself or find somebody that loves themselves, because if they're able to love themselves, they're able to love you. Yeah. And that's the key thing. Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, uh, I mentioned the story how, you know, just like a dude from the hood, like many of us, but like broken home and yeah, not yeah. really worked through a lot of his stuff. A lot stuff. of trauma. Yeah. 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 You know and, what? Yeah. And that's real. That's many of us, but we can't project our issues on other people. Correct. And that's, you know, when we talk about relationship friendships, any form of relationships, not even romantic, uh, not just romantic, um, the important is, thing, I think, is that you can have whatever makes you you or whatever has brought you to the space that you're in now. That mm-hmm. It's okay that, that that's your reality. 
but you can't attack or or hurt other people because you're hurt. You know that that saying "hurt people, hurt people" type shit. It's like yeah. that's not cool. Like, shit. go seek whatever therapy you need mm-hmm. to do, especially when someone like Jade tries to come to your life and just love you and accept yeah, you and, and assist you. You Listen. can't treat someone like that. That's just <clears throat> fucked up. Me personally. I'm sorry I'm coughing so much. Hmm. It's allergy season. Don't apologize. Do you need some more water or something? You got mm-hmm. some right there. You know what I mean? No, I don't need no water. This is just, you know, JB and his mucus thing. Gross. Go figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, the pause. <laughs> <laughs> like, relationships is, 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 is up and down. Especially now in the modern in the modern world. You know, Mike is, you know, young man in his 30s. I'm a young man in my 30s. True. Um, two men, no kids. You know what I mean? To make it clear, we're not dating each other because I think he's applying that. No. <laughs> God bless him. No, we're not. <laughs> he's a nice guy, just not for me. You know what I mean? Straight up. I love this one. I love this one. Mm. This one definitely touched for me. And listen, if you're listening to the story, if it touched you, send them emails. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, faces just the the different stories and different situations. Oh, man, really, really interesting. Um, unique, yeah, unique, unique. You know, what I mean, every every story, every chapter has something that maybe, maybe now you can relate to. Hmm. But you you really have to sit back and deep dive in your own life when you listen to this. Listening to faces, each chapter will touch. You know, so I appreciate that. I, I, I was just I was just looking at JB just say that beautiful thing. I was like, that's so sweet. He's so moved. He was by looking the book. at me like a snack. Stop, stop. I'm kind of a snack. Ooh. Listen, listen, stop. I don't want you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking around, guys. Uh, so the next story in the book is called "Be Grateful." And be grateful. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs> it's inspired by a competition I had put the story in, where the thing was is that. I think the character is supposed to find or get somehow 20K and what they're going to do with the money. Mm. Uh, and so I pulled from the experience of working in the social work field, finding 20K in a client's home, what that story looks like. So that's what Be Grateful is. So I'm very excited to show that to you. I'm very excited for you guys to hear what? it. What? So- yeah. So essentially, if you guys want to email, uh, it would be really great if you guys emailed about what you would do if you found $20,000 anywhere in the world. You just found 20 that you got wired to your account, whatever. What are you doing with 20K? Um, that's what you can email us about, JB. I, I feel like you already got the answer. Yo, you, nobody's even going to know, bro. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a third person. I move in so much silence. So... If I find a lump sum of money like that, yeah. I'm probably gonna break off some people quietly. Nice, and then I'm just gonna be in the. Co- I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not a flashy materialistic dude neither. Gotcha, gotcha. I, even though I might know, I might dress up with some. He shit. He currently has four watches on one arm and seven chains on his neck. Right, <laughs> seven chains. Right, but we're not really into that type of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? So twenty thousand dollars is just go quietly in the bank. Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait. So, your boy can't read or read an order. We're about to slap this man. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still a story that's going to happen. I mean, do you you want to just do that one next anyway? Because she didn't tell me anything is apparently the actual story. I know what she happened. She didn't tell me anything. Yes, she didn't <laughs> tell me anything is actually the next story coming up. 
It's a relative dating story, but a little bit way more complex, actually. Okay. Um, and that's actually the next one. So you can send an email about Be Grateful, right? Where yeah. Where you get 20K. Absolutely. Or you can send an email uh, about falling in love with someone who's dating someone else. Got you. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Uh, falling in love with somebody and I've been listening kind of I see a couple of clips from um, Angela Yee's Way Up and she has that thing where callers can call in and tell the secret and Mm -hmm. I feel like this one kind of (laughs) touches that a little bit someone who might be secretly in love with like someone but she didn't tell me anything is a story actually about a friend of mine who had a crush on some girl Mm -hmm. I helped connect them they became like a a beautiful like lesbian kind of like relationship Mm. thing they were working through whatever um, but I had developed a friendship with the girl and slowly started falling for her and vice versa. She slowly started falling for me and what that looked like. Um, so that's going to be She Didn't Tell Me Anything. And that's actually the next episode. So if you want to tell us how you're going to get 20K, what you would do with that, you can. Or you can tell us about your secret love and tell me not to say your name because I will blow up your spot. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> you to pull up, bro. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that is our episode for this week's Faces the Podcast. Uh, follow JB at YWS Podcast 1 on Instagram. Facts. You can follow me at TRMWBK on Instagram. By the release of this episode, I believe In Lua will be released. In Lua is my three track EP that hey. is now streaming on all things Spotify, uh, Apple. You better go listen to that. Fire. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be dope. Actually, I'm going to play a preview for. Uh, JB on the record player a little bit later. I mean? And we also have uh, a video project coming along with it, <coughs> in which JB will be in at least one of the videos. You're going to see the stomach. <laughs> uh, we're all clothed, so I don't know what that's about. <laughs> clothed, you still don't see the stomach. <laughs> all right, so thanks for rocking with us, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of Faces Podcast. Yes, God bless your host JB, host of the Young Whippers Network Podcast. Love yourself so you can love others. Accept people for who they are, not for who.